0: Hey, good afternoon everybody. This is Anything Goes Podcast. It's October 8th. Let's get it. Hey, good afternoon folks. Welcome back to the show or welcome to the show, whichever category you fall into. Hopefully it's returning, because those are my favorites. Although, you know, if you're a first-time listener and you continue to come back and listen, then you're my favorite, too. Well, shit, I just like everybody. All right, hey, we're going to kind of switch gears here this week and and talk about some stuff that I think is, uh, is pretty funny. It, I'm sure by now everyone's heard this whole thing going around, this Let's Go Brandon meme that's going around the internet. Well, I I got what it stood for, but I didn't know the origins. I didn't, I, I had never looked to see where it actually came from. I just probably like a lot of you just started seeing like a bunch of memes and stuff floating around. So I went and looked, this is kind of funny and it kind of brings up an interesting question. So Brandon Brown is a NASCAR driver and he won the NASCAR Xfinity series. Well, after he won he's being interviewed by a i guess you can call him journalist from nbc so while she's getting interviewed the crowd starts chanting something and so the so-called journalist says brandon can you hear the crowd they're chanting let's go brandon as she's saying that the cameraman is panning to the crowd you know, they have, like, directional mics and stuff so they can pick up. Well, it's very clear what they were saying. And it wasn't, let's go, Brandon. (laughs) She stuck to the story. She stuck to the, oh, they're cheering for you, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. When, in fact, what they were really saying is, like what you've seen at football games and several other sporting events, they were screaming, fuck Joe Biden which has become like a national thing. But I just find it interesting. And the question that it brings up to me is, did she really think, is she the only person that was there that really thought that they were saying, let's go Brandon? Cause I mean, they they were right there by the crowd. I mean, it was obvious. I mean, the crowd wasn't, it wasn't like the crowd was like, you know, a hundred feet away. I mean, they were kind of like right there behind them. And it was clear through the microphone what everybody was saying. So did she really believe that what they were saying was, let's go, Brandon? Or did she actually hear what they were saying and in an effort to either not acknowledge it, because, of course, NBC, you know, would never acknowledge that Joe Biden has people that don't like him. I don't know. What do you think? I, I mean, to me, again, to me personally, I watched the interview, I watched the video, and it's pretty clear what they're saying. Anyway, it's she must be loving it now because she is like every meme that I see on everything now is Let's Go Brandon. The Hodge twins did a big episode where, you know, they're wearing Let's Go Brandon shirts in like NASCAR uh lettering on their on their hoodies and it's pretty funny um so yeah just curious you know is that really what she thinks she heard i mean obviously by now she knows if she really believed that she obviously now knows what they were actually saying but i'm just curious if she really and of course she's not ever going to come out and say that. oh no yeah no, I knew exactly what they were saying, but I was just trying to, you know, be professional. Yeah, bullshit. We know why you you wouldn't acknowledge that. Anyway, I just thought we'd start off with that because I think it's hilarious. Uh, and again, it's a phenomenon that you're seeing across, you know, all these sporting events and, and uh, you know, other things, other public things where there's big crowds. You know, this chant is is everywhere, which begs the question, who is Joe Biden's base? I mean, you know, the one thing that you always heard, you know, you know, going back just about every president that I can think of, you know, in my life, at least since I started following politics and that kind of thing, you know, you could always tell who a president's base was, you know, Trump's base, you know. The Democrats always said Trump's base are all the, you know, right wing nut jobs that in the KKK. And, you know, but they identified who they believe to be his base. Uh, Obama, uh, you know, obviously his black constituency uh, and, you know, the liberals were his base and identified as his base. You know, the more progressives were identified as his base. Um, You don't hear that or see that with. Joe Biden. Here's my thought on that, and this is something that I heard, and I, I had to, I kind of thought about it, and, and I think it kind of rings true. Joe Biden doesn't have a base. Joe Biden was a vessel. He was a vessel that was, that was pushed in front of the other candidates to get the nominee so that he could be used by the liberal progressive wing of the Democratic Party, and that's exactly what's happening. You can look at his nominees for positions. You can look at—I put on our Facebook page the other day. Uh, Clark is her last name. She's the uh, head of the civil rights division at the DOJ. You know, every single decision that she's made has been a partisan decision. There's been nothing, absolutely zero. That you know, since she's been in that office, that ha- and Merrick Garland's the same way. And the examples that, you know, Ted Cruz was basically calling her out on this, everything that she has done, everything that Merrick Garland has done has been purely partisan. Uh, You know, there was a bunch of lawsuits filed against, uh, you know, high-profile Democrats, most notably uh, former Governor Cuomo. Well, conveniently, right after Joe's inauguration, shortly after Joe's inauguration, Uh, the DOJ dropped that lawsuit, even though his staff has publicly come out and said that they absolutely lied about the number of deaths and absolutely lied about the whole situation of putting, uh, forcing nursing homes to take patients during COVID, which resulted in at least 10,000 deaths. Uh, they, You know, some estimates are a lot more than that, but we'll go conservative on that and say 10,000. So, you know, the guy's policy is basically resulted in at least 10,000 deaths. And they just automatically, all, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, dropped the case against him. So you tell me, was that partisan or was that? But now the DOJ is sending a letter out a memo to the FBI telling them that they need to look at school parents who are questioning school boards about teaching critical race theory in their classrooms. So you're dropping a case where at least 10,000 people were killed as a result of a decision that a Democrat made, but you're weaponizing the FBI Again, school parents, because they're questioning the teaching of critical race theory, which is your party's narrative, hmm, doesn't seem partisan at all. He gave a couple other examples. Uh, you can go on YouTube, um, just type in uh, Senator Ted Cruz uh, questions, uh, DOJ civil rights head or something like that, something to that effect. You'll You'll get it. You'll see it. Uh, It's worth the listen. It's only about eight or nine minutes long, I think. Uh, But definitely worth the listen. Hey, the other thing that I did was I uh, posted on uh, our Facebook page, on our group page, if you're a member of the group. Not this past weekend, but two weekends ago. My truck was parked outside my house, where it's been for, you know, a couple months anyway maybe a little bit longer than that. And some lady, now we, we live in a residential neighborhood where the speed limit is 25 miles an hour. Uh, some lady drunk 7:30 at night, seven 30 at night and a Kia soul smashed the entire side of my truck. She drove, basically drove. I, you have to watch the video. It's, it's actually a pretty comical video. How she hits it, kind of destroys the entire driver's side. And I'm not just talking about the driver's side door. She hit the quarter panel right behind my front driver's side tire and then drove her car basically through my driver's side door, through my passenger side door, and into the back quarter panel of the bed of the truck. I have a full size Tundra and she hit it with a Kia sole and she did that much damage. She hit it so hard. That the back passenger side tire went about a foot and hit the curb so hard that it bent the rim over the tire, completely over the tire. So, you know, the the weight and size of my vehicle compared to the weight and size of her vehicle, and she moved it that much, I have a feeling she was motoring. Well, she ended up in handcuffs. Uh, I'm waiting and I'll, I'll let you guys know when I get it, I'm waiting to get a copy of the uh, police report so we can see what she was actually charged with. I have my suspicions, but I'm not going to put them out there until, until I actually have the report and I actually, uh, read it and give you, you know, the factual data. I don't want anyone to get upset that I'm putting anything out that's, you know, upsetting to them because it wasn't true or you know i'm just guessing or whatever so i'm not going to do that but yeah so uh she was a she was a piece of work so she hits the car and fortunately the folks who who live across the street they just moved in probably a week prior to that um, they installed some pretty good uh audio and video equipment on the front of their house and they just happened to be crossing the street into their driveway, which triggered the camera to go off right before she hit my right before she hit my truck. So we got the whole thing on video. Uh, and I and thanks to them, I know they're not listening, but uh, thanks to them anyway uh, for providing us with a copy of that video. And they're lucky because they had just crossed the street right behind my other car that's behind my truck, which my truck just missed by inches. Uh, you could barely squeeze through the space between the car and the truck after she hit it. So she hit it pretty hard. And then my neighbor happened to be, so uh, I, I let me go back a little bit. So she hits it, puts her car in reverse and pulls it out of the side of my truck. And then starts driving away. Fortunately, my neighbor was walking her dog down the sidewalk and saw the whole thing. And so when she started to drive by her, she yelled, my neighbor yelled at her. And she stopped and my neighbor, you know, got her to come back. And then she came and got my wife and my wife went outside. My wife was able to, let's say, entertain uh, this lady. Uh, until the cops arrived, so all in all, you know, it worked out. It sucks because it's hunting season and that's the truck I use for hunting season, uh, but it's getting repaired. They didn't total it, um, at least not as of yet. That may change once they actually get under the hood and look. Because when I turned the engine over the day after the accident, this happened at seven thirty, now it was already dark out so. The next day after the accident, I actually went out and turned the engine over and my dashboard lit up like a Christmas tree with lights I've never even seen before. I don't even know what they stand for. It's a bunch of letters and stuff. I don't know. I didn't even know those things were on the dashboard. But anyway, I just thought that, uh, you know, it's interesting. it'll be interesting to see what she got, what she actually got charged with. The paperwork that the state police gave me said that they're absolutely releasing a report about the incident uh which means that uh you know it wasn't just a regular traffic accident so she's been charged with something now she doesn't live in this state she was here visiting someone so um and of course (laughs) another funny part of the story so the people she was visiting live not too far away from us in the same neighborhood actually on the same street um and they came down i'm assuming she called them um and they came down to pick her up, and what do you, what do you, keep in mind, I live in a very liberal state, but what do you think the sister who was drunk off her ass in the passenger seat of the vehicle that came to pick her up, jumped out of the car, and what do you think's the first thing she said to the cops? I got my hands up, don't shoot, don't shoot, I got my hands up, And the cop very quickly told her it's in her best interest to get the fuck back in that vehicle before she goes to jail. So anyway, that's just the kind of shit we deal with here sometimes uh, being where we are. Hey, when we come back, folks, I got a couple of uh, interesting emails I want to get your opinion on. One of them is, I don't know if if it's a ploy or if it's true. And the other one, I'm pretty sure is a ploy. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, welcome back. All right, so we're gonna get to these two emails that I received, and I want you guys. I want your opinion on these. So you guys are gonna have to send an email in response, or if you're a member of the face Facebook page, you can you can certainly uh, respond there. So I got an email from an individual. His name is Aaron. Now, Aaron. Let me just make sure I got this right. Uh, Where's Aaron? There he is, Aaron. So here's the email. I'm going to read it to you, and then you tell me if you think this is a hoax or not. It says, hello, I'm a musician and actor with autism, and I was interested in sharing a little bit of my story on your inspiring program as an actor, musician, and the Elvis tribute artist. My goal is to give a true tribute to my fans and Elvis fans. I also have met some of Elvis's inner circle in Memphis, Tennessee, and got to perform there, also having autism and Asperger's. And with the COVID situation going on right now, I unfortunately have been on stage. I unfortunately haven't been on stage in front of my fans as much as I'd like to. However, I'm a big advocate for music and people with disabilities and believe anything is possible if you put your mind to it and believe in yourself and are dedicated to what you want to pursue in life. I look forward to hearing from you love your work so first of all aaron thank you i actually went online and looked this individual up and sure enough there's plenty out there but i'm wondering if this is really him you know how people are these days they're going to latch onto something that's a touching story and a, an inspiring story and and those kinds of things only to end up not being who they said they are so i don't know this person actually exists at least you know you can search on the internet and you can find where everything that was just said about the elvis tribute stuff uh going to graceland and all those things we meeting elvis's inner circle this person did so I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence as to whether or not this is really that person. The reason I bring that up is because I don't have any listenership that shows coming from where this person says they live. So I'm just curious. Now, that doesn't mean that they weren't listening to it remotely from you know in another town or something like that but none of the demographic information that i have on listeners shows that it was near where this person resides matter of fact there's only two towns from the state where this person says they're from and neither one of them are within an hour and a half from where he says he's from so I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I mean I could just have him on, and if he turns out to be not him, then you know we could have a good show anyway, because we could certainly we could certainly have fun with that. Let me know what you think. I'm I'm curious, I'm curious to hear what you guys uh what you guys think about that. Now the second one, and this is one that we're gonna have fun with. So I got another email from, I'll just call him Patrick. Patrick sent me an email that just said, I sent you a message some days ago. I want to know if you received it or not. Waiting for your reply. Thank you. And he signs it, Barrister Patrick, and I won't say his last name. So for those of you who don't know what a barrister is, a barrister is somebody who, oh, how do I explain this? So, um, let's see. It's kind of a type of a lawyer, but they're not. They're not really. They're more like courtroom advocates than they are litigators. So, I sent this guy an email back immediately upon receiving the barristers' email, and I didn't get a response. So I sent another email today, saying, "Hey." still haven't received any further correspondence from you S- feel free to send it back via this email address where you contacted me asking me if i got your original uh email or comment because you didn't really tell me how you sent it but i haven't received anything other than this email that you sent which i clearly got saying that you had sent me something so couple things how do i know that this is probably you know one of our liberal friends trying to be cool one barristers uh are almost never ever hired by a person to conduct any type of legal they are they are generally um they're generally appointed by judges um and usually, and certainly not in the United States, right? So, when was the last time you went to court and somebody identified themselves as the barrister? When was the last time you heard a judge look over the bench and go, Barrister? Could you please? No. So, generally, if you're in Scotland, South Africa, Scandinavia, Pakistan, India, Bangladesh, you know, jersey guernsey isle of man then you might have a barrister but you don't hear that here in the united states so anyway barrister patrick two things one feel free to contact me back you obviously have my email address with whatever your issue is two if you're gonna contact me in representing somebody about something don't do it from a gmail account Do it from a law firm or a court or wherever you're supposedly employed. Because I'm going to call bullshit on any attorney, any legal person contacting somebody else about an issue from a Gmail account. It just doesn't happen. So I would say to you, barrister... Send me an email, a legit email, and I may find the time to respond to whatever inquiry you are pursuing. But if you're just a fan, hey, email me all day. I still emailed you back and I haven't heard anything from you. So either way, hit me up. AG Podcast13 at yahoo.com. AG Podcast one three, the numbers. Not spelled out one three at yahoo.com. All right. Well, seems like uh, uh, old Sleepy Joe had another abysmal week. Not that I've said it a million times. Nobody wishes that the president of the United States is a failure, nobody does. Because if the president of the United States is a failure. That means our country is failing. I'm just wondering when the hell we are going to start getting out of this current situation that we're in. Because it is just ridiculous. Uh, You you can't make this shit up how horrible this presidency has been. And it's top to bottom. It's not just the president. that. You know, I, I always I have a, I had a thought, you know, when he first started nominating the people he was nominating to all these positions. Now, don't get me wrong. I know presidents always nominate people that they think are going to do or that, you know, they know are going to do what it is their agenda is set out to be. But I don't even think that that was really the case here. I think the case in the Biden administration is he just hired they wanted to be the first, right? They wanted to be the first. The whole thing now is to be the fucking first. I mean, look at look at the news agencies. They never get the story right the first time because they just wanna be first. They don't get they don't give a shit about the facts. They just wanna be first. Gotta get the story out. Gotta be first. Don't have to be accurate. Just gotta be first. Well, I feel like that's the same thing that the Biden administration did, because I can't think of one. Person that they've put in a uh, political appointment or in you know their cabinet or whatever that has actually been able to do the job. You got your director of homeland security who is just utterly terrible. Your secretary of education is abysmal. Your DOJ. The AG and the uh, political appointed deputy AGs are, I, I don't even know the word for them. They're just I can't even believe that any of them fucking passed law school. I mean, talked about, you know, you got John Kerry, who has been in, you know, so many failed administrations, but keeps getting sucked back in by these guys. And he, you know, he flat out said last week that, Well, nobody even told Biden that France was upset about the submarine deal with Australia. I can tell you without a doubt that he didn't know. And then the White House comes out and Well, Of course he knew. You guys don't, they don't even know how to, they obviously don't even talk to each other. Before they just say this stupid shit. We got a secretary of education who can't say whether or not they consider parents who speak out against their school boards who can't even come out and say if a parent who disagrees with a school board and challenges them on their policy is a domestic terrorist you got doj who can't say the same thing now it's funny because what they say is when they get asked the question is they completely disregard that question but when you ask them about the antifa and the black lives matter people who actually lit Federal courthouses on fire. Who lit CBP offices on fire? Who destroyed personal property? Who actually killed people? Then they go into well, the the right, the freedom of expression is yeah. So parents who disagree with teaching with school boards allowing the teaching of critical race theory in your school are now domestic terrorists and being looked at by the FBI. But BLM and Antifa, who actually killed people, blew shit up, caught buildings on fire—federal buildings, by the way. Well, they're just expressing their, you know, First Amendment right to expression and speech, and uh, yeah, bullshit. Completely, completely, one hundred percent inept from top to bottom. This entire administration. The good news. The good news is Biden is now underwater on every single major issue out there. He's underwater on the economy. He's underwater on the southern border. He's underwater on Afghanistan. He's underwater on inflation. He can't win. He's doing such a bad job. he's failed the the economy, And ending the war in Afghanistan were his two strong, quote-unquote, his strong points for him being in office. Failed miserably at both of them. And continues to fail at them. Withdrawing uh, permission, it's not really the word, I can't think of the real word that I want to use but permission's good enough to get the point across for oil companies in the United States to ramp up production to yeah economists have said if you put if we put 2 million barrels of oil into you know for sale there's high potential that our gas prices would come back down but he permits—that's the word I'm looking for. He, but he—he he pulled the permits for the companies to do that. Therefore, we're solely reliant on Russia and the Middle East for oil now. No more energy independence. Now, here's another funny thing that I thought about this week, and I, you know, I—I I catch glimpses uh, or snippets of of things, and then if they catch my interest, I have to go back and listen to them. But one of the things they talked about was, you know, this big green energy push that, that the liberal progressives always have. You know, the Green New Deal. Well, they always talk about getting rid of fossil fuels and all this shit. Well, here's the problem. And here's, what, here's how you know they're bullshit. Here's how you know they're lining their pockets with all this Green New Deal shit. Guess what you wouldn't be able to make if you got rid of fossil fuels? you wouldn't be able to make any of the equipment that you need to run these green energy things, windmills, uh, you know, the dams. All these things that need to be created to put us into this utopia of, you know, energy, you know, green energy are all created by fossil fuels. So if you get rid of fossil fuels, you can't even create the shit that you're telling us you want us to use as our energy source. It doesn't make any sense. It makes absolutely zero sense. From top to bottom, this administration has completely failed. Now, the beauty of it is Biden's poll numbers have completely crashed and continue to crash the latest one that i saw yesterday that came out said that overall he's now a 37 percent approval rating which obviously those 37s are the that 37 are either asleep dead or something they haven't been paying attention or you know somebody did the poll for them i don't know who knows i mean it wouldn't surprise me they get people to vote for them so i don't know anyway i digress the biggest number and the most important number is the independents independents have they are running from joe biden you don't hear people out celebrating joe biden you don't even hear democrats out celebrating joe biden You don't hear Kamala Harris, I'll celebrate. Well, you don't hear Kamala Harris anyway because she's too busy just booking shit on The View and not really doing anything that she was supposedly assigned to do, i.e. the southern border. Uh, She was an integral part of the uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan. But you never see her, you never hear her, so who knows? She's too busy on The View. Her and Joey Behar behind stage doing whatever they're doing. Um, that seems to be her thing. But top to bottom, top to bottom, this administration has completely failed. Democrats in that same poll, only 43% approve your own party. And this is why I say he doesn't have, Where is who is Joe Biden's base? Who are they? Who are these people? You could go, uh, there was a Biden was out in Michigan, Michigan, and the street was lined with people with flags that said, fuck Joe Biden on them, Michigan. I mean, I would expect that in places like, you know, I don't know. down South. You're talking about Michigan. He has no base. It's, it, it it's a complete fraud that, Anybody supports this guy? I mean, you can't believe polls. Polls are bullshit. Um, that's pretty much been proven. I mean, Trump. You, know, we all remember when you know Trump was running against Hillary that the polls all had Hillary up by you know six, seven, eight points the day of the election, and that was complete bullshit. So I, I put, I put the stock in polls that they deserve, which is minimal at best, but. I think that there are cases where you can you can glean the truth from a poll and the fact that his own he's underwater with his own party in these polls now I think means something and as far underwater as he appears to be in these polls with independents is is staggering to be honest with you now of course Repub- I'm not even going to talk about Republicans because you know I think it was like 79% of Republicans think he sucks. Well, go figure. Uh, that's, that's an obvious one. And I don't think that's probably, that probably hasn't changed since, you know, the day he got elected. I mean, that number's probably been relatively close, but he's completely underwater now. His overall approval is 48%. So he's underwater in overall approval. So they took each issue and each each issue he was underwater. And obviously, overall, overall, he's underwater. Um, I don't know what the other categories were. I just stuck to the big ticket items. Um, but Something something brought it up to 48 percent, if you can believe that, because um, the five, that, like I said, the five that I looked at were all between uh, 33 and 38 percent. So how you then derive those numbers and get it up to 48 percent, who the fuck knows? Uh, that's, that's up to these, you know, MSMs who do these polls. Uh, Monmouth, uh, is one that's pretty trustable. Um, but again, who, who knows, who knows how they break down the demographic of these polls. You have to really go in and read the fine print on these polls to see who, who they ask the questions to percentage wise, Republican, Democrat, independent. And then that's also how that person self-identified. So. Who knows? Anyway, folks, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, A little bit different. Talked about some things other than the repetitious political failures of our current leadership. Uh, But we'll be back on that, I'm sure, because I I guarantee you this upcoming next week uh, probably isn't going to be any better because shit's not going to change. Talk to you next week.